Hello and welcome to Talk Tales, a comedy podcast exploring stories from behind. And guess what? Beyond the bar, we are your hosts. I'm Shauna. And I'm Adele. Whoa. 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 Back from the dead. <laughs> I wasn't dead. More like quarantine. But we are safely recording this podcast in a safe space between us. Yep. A safe space with a bottle of tequila between <laughs> us. <laughs> We're like 12 feet apart and then it's like a six… They're in the middle in the six mark. We have the bottle of tequila. Yeah, so we, we drew it out. <laughs> we have like a whole like game game plan here. So we're strictly following the rules. That's true. As everyone else should be. Yes. I know there's a lot of controversy right now about this whole quarantine masks, mask situation. But and- I mean, I get it because it feels really good to be back. I miss you. I miss you. I know. I miss you too. Ah. I've been like sitting by myself in the <laughs> podcast studio, like, like just being like, I don't have anyone to talk to. I was telling Adele over the phone the other day after the last podcast that I recorded. I was like, it's hard to like banter when you don't have have your your co pilot. You should get a mirror and just banter with yourself. Yeah, I'll be, like, I'll be like, yeah, Shawnee, that's funny. <laughs> and I'll be like, hey, Shawnee, like, what do we think about this? Yeah, bartending. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy to think. Last time I was here, it was when we recorded uh, Luis's episode from um, Gracias Madre. That was like literally a few days before everything shut down. Oh my God. That's right. It, it was like, it was weird. still, yeah. I, I remember we were still back. working. Yeah. We were just like, like talking. I mean, we were like not making light of it, but we were kind of making jokes about how things are going to get weird. And then next thing you know, we're like, whoa. <laughs> like, this shit's real. Shit's shit got really real. real. <laughs> <laughs> shit got real Jesus. real quick. Yeah. yeah, it happened quickly. It was like, we didn't have a chance to like make a game plan for what we were going to do for recordings. I know. And it's, I feel like that is where the innovation uh, tactics come in. And a lot of people are doing whatever they can as fast as they can to kind of stay relevant, stay afloat. And I mean, you've done a lot of like… um online episodes via uh, Zoom or Sendcaster or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. you know, so you just got to do whatever you can to kind of figure it out, I guess. I know. It's like when push comes to shove with things, you're like, well, we're still human. We still like a resilient creature. So yeah. shit, man, let's make the best of exactly. things and, and and work it out. And we've been doing some of that. Like, yeah. Since I think the last, for anyone who's listening, California uh, and specifically Los Angeles is still pretty damn strict um, yeah. about everything. We are required to wear masks outside. Yep. Right? But they have loosened up a little bit. They're doing um, curbside pickup stuff for restaurants and Mm -hmm. bars. We got to-go cocktails, which is so cool. First time in history in California, as far as I know. Yeah, I know. We got a lot of friends out there making really cool to-go cocktails that you can pick up at the bar. So... I legit have margaritas to go from a Mexican restaurant that's right next to a Trader Joe's. And I drink margaritas while I stand in line. It's pretty great. <laughs> now I fucking love going to Trader Joe's because that means I for sure getting margaritas. It's so awesome. I know. There's so many silver linings to yeah. this that is like, you know, it's like Truly. Uh, my entire existence as a bartender, I've always been like, how can I sell alcohol illegally? <laughs> Turns like, out this takes a pandemic. Takes a pandemic. <laughs> so I, I guess like I want to talk real quick with you, Adele. Oh, let me like back up a little bit. We we just we don't have a guest. It's me and Adele today, and we're we're gonna speak our minds. We're gonna we're gonna say it like it is. We're gonna say it like it is. We're gonna spit it like we know it. And uh, sure. <laughs> and uh, um, so I guess like we should totally blast what we've been up to because yeah. yeah, since they've loosened up some of these laws, 
Adele and I, you know, we got, we, we physically got together. Well, first we talked about it on the phone. Yes. Like extensively, like smart, intelligent human beings. Uh, and then we like decided, we're like, you know what? You've been quarantined. You've been good. I've been good. Right. Yeah. We've been, I mean, to your mental detriment, but yes, (laughs) you've been really good. Yeah. So we're like, dude, we should get to, you know, we should get together and game plan a cocktail to go thing with cocktails. Mm -hmm. Right. And it started off as we're like, shit, man, let's just go sit in the park yeah. and sling fucking cocktails let's out of a cooler. Go, yeah. <laughs> That's a great idea. Let's think about it a little bit more. Let's let's, let's, <laughs> let's troubleshoot this. Yeah, it started that way. We're like, well, we could get like a we can get a, a a cooler with wheels and just wheel it around the park and still sling cocktails, which I'm not opposed to still. <laughs> but we kind of organized a little better. Yeah, and I mean, and right now in LA, like Shauna said, everything's pretty strict. Uh, so really, the only entertainment people do have it's like you go with your quarantine whoever you've been quarantining with closely or that you know has been pretty close like tight about their quarantine and then you either go on a picnic people were going to the beach but then those got shut down <coughs> orange county your dinguses <coughs> i ain't gonna say nothing but your dinguses i'm not gonna say nothing but eight thousand people over a weekend during a pandemic is not cool that's dingus that's status. terrible but anyways so but there's you know there's parks there's hiking trails so people are doing whatever they can to fill the void of of having a third space that's not work, that's not home, somewhere in between that it's entertaining and it's bonding. So we figured that to-go cocktails and little to-go packs for picnics would be the way to go. And I think it might be. Yeah. I mean, it's freaking awesome. <laughs> I mean, I think I'm going to quit my job over this. Oh, wait, I don't have a job. Oh, Yeah, so, yeah. So Adele and I were like, dude, let's team up. Let's do what we do best. Let's make some fucking cool cocktails. I found these really cool uh, cocktail pouches online. They're sick. They're so sick. They're, They're like Capri Sun little like sweet. liquid pouches. And uh, we put a, a straw that like attaches to the pouch, a paper wrap straw. So n- no COVID. No COVID. No COVID on that straw. And also uh, we're making little snacks to go with it because we're trying to follow the rules. In California, you cannot sell alcohol to go unless you sell food with it. So we have the option of food. Uh, we also did jello shots because um, I don't know what says talk to us more than a fucking jello shot. Yeah. Like so jello shots is us, dude. Yep, yep. Like call us trashy. Do well, it. I dare you. <laughs> but I also dare you to, den- to deny a jello shot. Never once have I seen that being done. I've never seen it done. Nope. Yeah, are you too good for a jello shot? She, nobody's too good for a jello shot. I'm not shot. too good for a jello shot, yep. especially ours. Our jello shots are so Pretty damn good. We made an Aperol Spritz jello shot, a mimosa jello shot made with like a, a shrub. And then we had a, um, a French 77 jello shot. We have a Carajillo jello shot. And we made a 1936 Cosmopolitan jello shot because that's oh how God. cool we are. Yeah, dude. Yeah, we're not nerds. We're not nerds. <laughs> we ain't no nerds. We ain't no nerds. <laughs> We make cool jello shots. For th- sick. Yeah, we're sick. They're so sick. sick. They're so sick. <laughs> I can't. I can't even take how sick they are. But I mean, it's definitely been really cool to see um, what bars are doing as far as to go stuff and like, what they do to, to stay afloat, you know, and to stay relevant. It's pretty cool to see the shit that people are doing as far as like what do you do as a bartender in the midst of a global pandemic, which is I remember not that long ago I was talking about. How a little bit detrimental it was to feel non-essential. And then like Shauna was like, 
No, you're wrong about that. Bartenders are essential. They've been essential in every crazy catastrophe that has ever happened, whether it's a natural like phenomenon, whether it's like a depression, whatever. It just so happens that this specific pandemic is something that we're best off without human contact. Other than that, every big shitty thing that has happened, bars have become like a sanctuary for people. And I was like, oh, fuck, that's so true. It's the totally depression, true. you cr- hear these crazy stories about Hurricane Maria in Puerto Rico, crazy stories about Hurricane Katrina, Katrina in um, New Orleans and stuff like that. Bars and bartenders have become like a beacon of hope in a way, or not hope, relief. For a lot of and people. Yes, even in those those crazy scenarios, like, I mean, I remember in Baltimore when there'd be hurricane warnings and all these different things. Guess where people are going? Going to the bar. They're going to the bar. <laughs> and the yeah. bartender is the first person to, like, put their shoes on and, you know, and hopefully their pants and get behind the <laughs> bar and go to work during these right. crazy things. Right. You know? It's hard for us to not work. It's really hard for us. And so whenever I had this feeling of being non-essential, but then you said that and I was like, oh yeah, no, you're absolutely fucking right. Like, oh, awesome. This is this specific one that we're going through right now is, you know, you can't really be fucking. When, yeah. When, you know, sickness is spread very yeah. rapidly. A, a bar crowded bar is it's just very a no-go. scary place. Especially the bar that I work. It's like fucking people love the fact that it's elbows to assholes. It's so fucking crowded in that bar. It's like the big, yeah, the more people that packed in, the better. I feel like maybe Corona started there. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, in that in the one shot, the Corona shot. You yep. should have like laid off those Corona oh, shots. Oh, God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> That's just a joke, people. It it's did not joke. start no, there. Don't start. It didn't start there, and they didn't put Corona in shots. Nope. If you think that that is real, then you are a dingus. <laughs> Go back to the beach, you dinguses. Go back to the beach, you assholes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. So we're. I mean, we're totally adapting, and it's so cool. And now I'm like. You know, we're we're in what is it called the Corona Circle? Corona. Yeah, you have your quarantine. Quarantine. Have, That's, yeah. yeah, yeah. So we're in our we're in a quarantine now. We we play games and we barbecue and we, we but we're still responsible and we stay six feet away. Yeah, uh, which is which is awesome. I mean, it's crazy how easy. I mean, I remember the first two weeks I was having gnarly anxiety and everything felt so foreign to me, but now it's just like it's just what you do and it's not hard. You know what I mean? It's just it's just like. Put your mask on. Yeah. That's like the easiest freaking thing in the world. Fucking mask on. It's not. Oh hard. my god! Just put Come the on, mask people. on. Just put the mask on. Yeah. Like I swear to God, like you, you shaving your legs is harder, and you do that right, <laughs> like straight up. Like do you got a goatee? Do you trim that thing up? It's so much easier just to put a mask on. Just don't shave it. You don't even have to shave it. <laughs> just fucking put it on. <laughs> It's not hard, people. <laughs> yeah, I would rather put a mask on than shave my legs any day. <laughs> And I haven't been shaving my legs. Look at these things, Adele. <laughs> Look at them. I love it. Freedom. And also, like, shout talk out. about freedom in America. <laughs> Let me tell you, my liberties. I am not shaving my fucking legs. Fuck you. Yeah, this is this is my world now. And definitely shout out to all the organizations that are doing what they can to help out the bartending or hospitality community. There's a few. Organizations out there that are doing some some good work. So, oh my shout god, out yeah. to them for dude. Shout out Art Beyond the Glass. Yeah, they just put on an incredible thing. That I was hope, tight. Hold tight because I'm trying to get together a uh, interview with them because they really pulled together some help for the Los Angeles bar community. They did a really good job, and it was very um, you know 
really crafty way of doing it. It wasn't, I mean, if, if you're not from LA, RB on the Glass is this crazy festival, like cocktail festival they do in a really big venue. It's you pay an entry and everything else is free. And so like just sponsored bars and people go out. It's just literally the funnest funnest thing that happens year long here it's it's a lot of art a lot of music a lot of really cool cocktails all the brands like you know have their thing going it's really really fun um and this year for obvious reasons it didn't happen and they still managed to do something really fun and i mean obviously it wasn't the same but damn like props to them for being like we're still gonna have fucking fun and we're still gonna raise money for charity like pandemic or not and connected like bartenders virtually. Yeah, it dude, was really the virtual cool. thing is so awesome. I've been doing the virtual bartending too, and that, or cocktail classes, which is tight. I love it. I love doing tight. it. So if you're listening and you want to take a class with me, just you know, look it up. Look <laughs> <a> sign up. <laughs> uh, but oh, I wanted to tell a story real quick. Oh, do tell. Um, I know that you guys think that since we haven't been behind a bar, that we wouldn't have any bartending stories to share. They follow you. They f- you can never escape them, whether you <laughs> like it or not. Once a bartender, always a bartender. Oh, you can take the girl out of the fucking bar. Yeah, it's crazy. So, like we were saying earlier, Adele and I, we've been making these park party packs, which are so fun. So, I just want to tell a quick story about what happened from the first delivery of our first order of our park party packs. So, this gets quite interesting. Basically, I'll break it down. I went to go deliver the first park party pack in a forested area of Los Angeles for a friend's birthday party. They were meeting at this location, GPS location, and I pulled up. It's at the end of this little road in Los Angeles that butts up next to a city park that's all wooded. And there's no visible trails, but... We knew that we had to go somewhere. (laughs) Uh, So anyways, I parked the car. It's off the road. It's off a dirt little turn off of the the little main little road there. Not on the pavement. I'm not on the road. No problems, right? I'm a good parking citizen. I'm not an asshole. Uh, I try not to be. (laughs) And and so I I jump out of the car. I have my little, my cooler pack of all the party packs ready to go for this little party. And... I see my friends looking like weirdo creeps with balloons at the end of the <laughs> at the end of the street with their masks on, uh, standing there by themselves, just kind of staring at me. And I was like, "You guys look like weirdos," but also really cute. And so I go, I I get out to go deliver it to them. And these this dude, some random fucking neighbor dude who's at the last house at the end of the street, staring at me with his wife. I'm not gonna say a Karen, but, but she, she might be like a Karen. A Karen. <laughs> The pandemic has truly brought out the Karens <laughs> the of the Karens, world. man. Oh, I love that. I saw a really saying. funny meme about how it's, it's happening because they don't have restaurants to go and yell at the, the, the server staff anymore. So they're taking it out on the I world. Just out in the world. <laughs> they don't have people to complain to at establishments. Let so. me speak to the manager. <laughs> so this is really affecting the Karens. And now they have to go and, you know, spew their shit onto oh, the world. They must, they must feel like they're so important. Oh, man. man I mean, what does it feel like to feel like so important like a character? No, let me elaborate on that. How does it feel like, what does it feel like to feel that important and then being taken away from that because of COVID-19? Oh, you think, you think, what did you say? Uh, uh, not, what was the bartender not essential? not essential? You think that bartenders are not essential right now. You know who's really not essential? Karen. Karen. Sorry, Karen. Sorry, you Karen. Are not Karen. You're not essential. 
Dude, non essential, bro. <laughs> That's, oh my that's god! Truth there. I was starting to say right there when people are being dickheads. I'm sorry, but you're being such a non-essential right now. <laughs> being so non-essential. <laughs> okay, so this fucking douchebag and the Karen—they were super non-essential at the moment. <laughs> uh, anyhow, so they are staring at me from a distance, and I'm staring back at them, being like, "Why are they staring at me?" So I, I, uh, I holler. I go, "Hey, folks, uh, you know." I just got to drop something off for my friend's birthday here. Do you think it's all right if I just park my car right here? Uh, you know, I, I don't want to be in your way and the car is out of the road and cars can drive around it. I just want to make sure it's okay since you're staring at me real weird that it's okay for me to park my car. I'm only going to be here for 10 minutes. Dude, what should we call him? What should we call dude? Douchebag? Kevin. Karen and Kevin. <laughs> is Kevin the douchebag? I don't know, but I mean, okay. it just goes with Karen. All right, sure. Okay, Kevin. AKA douchebag. He stares at me back, doesn't answer at first, and then goes, What are you guys doing? And I go, That's fuck a weird you. answer. Fuck you, man. Yeah, like, what the fuck you? None of your goddamn business, Kevin. It's none of your goddamn business. Does it look like I want to tell you what we're doing? And uh, so I'm like, Oh, you know, I'm just delivering something. I'm only going to be 10 minutes. He goes, Where are you guys going? And I'm like, Again. None of your goddamn business, motherfucker. Kevin. Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't say motherfucker. I, I'm very polite when I talk to assholes. Let me just like reiterate that. I'm talking on the podcast like now. I said, so you can take the girl out of the bar. Yeah. But you cannot but, but take I, the bar out of the girl. I am driven by hospitality. <laughs> it's a curse. Hospitality. But on the podcast, I can say whatever goddamn why I want to say. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah. So then I go, uh, okay, well, you know, we're, 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 they're having a party in the uh, birthday party in the park. They're like, he's like, you're going in the park. I'm like, yes. Okay. Well, yeah, we're going in the park. Okay. But I'm, I'm just delivering something. The question is, can I park my goddamn car here? Bro, bro. It's not hard. Yeah. Yes or no. Anyways, he kind of like was like, you can't park here. And then kind of like meandered into the darkness like his soul. And I was like, uh, well, okay, I'm going to go drop these packs off. What's he going to, you know? So anyways, um, the, my, my other friends showed up. We hiked down, you know, there's this unmarked trail that we got to go down uh, where they're going to have this birthday picnic social distanced and i was like dude this guy's a kook this guy's a total fucking kook you know should i just give you guys these packs and then i'm, I'm like i need my bag because it's how i transport everything so i could give you the packs but you guys gotta all carry it and you guys are carrying stuff i'm like you know what i'm like this douchebag he this douchebag kevin <laughs> he can't he can't call a cop and he can't call a tow truck within 10 minutes by the time you'll be able to just pull out yeah and so say, i'm like you. i'm gonna you know i'm gonna sh- give him a nice big middle finger and say fuck you and uh sorry family if you're listening uh and sorry mom sorry but that's how i felt you want me to censor my feelings no, maybe never. sometimes <laughs> i mean yes i mean i don't know but yeah it's a hard question to answer i just feel like it's a pandemic you get to say your feelings unless you're a karen then you just need to shut the fuck up yeah, you let me know if i'm being a karen no, here I, right right now it might sound like i'm being a bit of a karen because, but you don't know the ending yet. So exactly. hold tight. You might in your head be like, Shauna, you're being a dumb Karen. <laughs> you should just listen to the gentleman, that old gentleman. <laughs> just listen to him. You think he's a gentleman now? Wait till the end of the story. You can tell I'm pretty heated right now. 
Shana, you're sweating. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, anyways, so I, I go, all right, fuck him. He's not going to call the cops in this amount of time. The car's not in the road. No one's going to have any like delivery problems. Everything's going to be fine. I assessed the situation and decided I was going to walk into that park and deliver the cocktail packs like I intended. Uh, so I did. And I, not even 10 minutes went by. And I was taking pictures of the packs and wishing my friend a happy, happy birthday, Melissa. And next thing I know, I hear a fucking car horn blaring, a car horn blaring in the distance. And I look at my friends. I was like, that's that fucking Kevin. (laughs) Kevin's at it again. Kevin's he got into the whiskey. So, yeah. So I look at my friends. I'm like, all right, guys, that's fucking Kevin. I got to go. I got to hit the hit brick kick. I got to kick bricks here. Uh, and so they're like, okay, all right, good luck. And so I like grab my, my bag and I started hiking back to my car, uh, through this like kind of unmarked trail, overgrown trail and not, not more than like four, I don't know, minute of walking. Uh, I see in the distance, guess who? Evan Kevin. Karen? <laughs> Just Kevin. Oh, motherfucker. Was, yep. Just fucking Kevin. Was he uh, waiting for you? He was, he hiked into the woods and That's was standing so there creepy. looking for me. That's so creepy. In the woods. But like, was that his property? Like, what was his beef with that? Dude, no, it's public park property. So what is his fucking beef? He's a fucking weirdo and a kook and like a NIMBY. You guys, you know what that is? Oh, what? A NIMBY? NIMBY? It's a not in my neighborhood, motherfucker. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> not in my neighborhood. I don't think so. You park in my neighborhood. Shut the fuck up, Kevin. So, anyways, I saw him in the distance and visually, okay. I don't know if like men understand this, but if you're a woman and you are walking through the forest by yourself and you see a very large, like fatty, fat, fat, like very big bearded raggedy like weirdo man standing in the <laughs> who already uh, expresses hatred for you that's terrifying yeah and who's hunting you down essentially he's hunting me that's down that's fucking terrifying yeah dude get pepper spray next time i'll tell you what and so i saw him and i was like oh okay like automatically you know get tensed up same feeling as when you're in a bar and you have to cut somebody off oh, <laughs> you that. know that feeling where you're like everything in your stomach starts getting real tense so i see this fuckhead and i go he goes what did i say you can't park there you can't i told you you can't park there and i said i just yelled very sternly sir do not come near me sir do not come near me and he, then he pulled his phone out and started acting like he's gonna call somebody but he's just like going beep boop beep boop beep boop beep <laughs> on like some dumb like flip phone screen i'm like you're an idiot and like he goes you better not have any alcohol i'm calling the ranger right now you better not have any alcohol i'm like sir i Come. don't have any i do not have any alcohol and I was not lying. I did not have any alcohol. I already delivered it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so he starts, so I like get past him as fast as I can. He starts following me out of the forest. That's terrifying. Oh my God, dude. And so I'm, I'm yelling. I'm like, do not come near me. Get away from me. Stay away from me. And he starts following me. And you know what he starts saying to me, Adele? What? He starts going, you little bitch. Oh. You little 
bitch. No. He's like, you you think you could just do whatever you want, you little bitch, you little cunt? What? Yes, dude. He starts following me saying all this stuff and saying, go back to Highland Park. Hey, bro, I don't live in Highland Park. Also, like, what the? Is that supposed to be insulting? Like, yeah, I it, live in Highland Park. Fuck you, man. And Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, A, I don't even live in Highland Park. B, what, you're calling territory now? Are you fucking, what, like, who the fuck are you? You're like 80 fucking years old, bro. Man, that's a little stretch. He was probably like, like mid to late, probably mid to late 60s. Like, very large, unhealthy, mentally well, what's and this, like, physically, man. Beef. Like, if it's a public. What a kook, you don't right? Own that. What a weirdo. So he's like, yeah. He's like, what? I live in Mount Washington. Go back to Highland Park. Okay. And I'm like, you're also a fucking adult. Okay. To clarify, <laughs> I live in Mount Washington and Highland Park. It's the same fucking thing. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. He's like claiming territory shit. No. I know. Shut the fuck up. Like an old ugh. weirdo. And so I know. I'm like, dude. Come on, give me a fucking break. And so he kept following me and kept screaming, like yelling insults at me. And he kept calling me a little bitch. And at a certain point, once I got to the clearing and to the street where my close enough to my car, I turned around and I said, dude, how old are you, man? Like, seriously, like, where do you get off thinking that you could just talk to somebody like that? Like, check it out, man. My car is right here. No, there's no problems, no obstacles. No, We're all nothing. good. The We're all universe good. has not fucking ended. The world is still turning, dude. Chill the fuck out. Grow the fuck up, Ugh. man. Like you fucking weirdo. And I'll tell you what, Adele, there is nothing I hate more than a fucking man, especially an old man. I'm sorry if anyone's offended. They, you better not. You better have my back on this, <laughs> listeners. Otherwise, you could cancel this podcast. Cancel. Cancel it. Uh, there's nothing. So, there's nothing more than I fucking cannot stand than an old fucking man trying to intimidate you as a fucking uh, little like small girl. I, I just can't fucking deal with it. Well, I just doubt that he would have talked to you in that manner if you were like a six foot three like yeah, well, buff guy. Right. No fucking way. Yeah. I know. So anyways, I left it at that, drove home. Uh, I'm sure what the misery he lives in in his own personal life is uh, quite worse than just that small encounter that I had with him. Maybe someday I'll buy his house. That just sounds like living like that sounds exhausting. Bro, like you literally go around like being pissed off at things that you shouldn't be mad about. Like that's just sounds Isn't that crazy? tiring. Just man. like some some small little like Ugh. musician nerds like going Jesus. into the park having some cocktails. Give me a break. Like, Give me calm. a break. It's just one Mount, Mount Washington. It's bro. Mount Washington. Mount what? Washington, bro. I was like, I should cough in his face. <laughs> no, I should. I should drop kicked him in the oh nuts. Oh my god! I should pepper spray his ass. He had a reason too. He followed you into the woods oh, and he called you and cussed you out. Yeah. So, so if anyone knows this guy, he lives at. No. <laughs> he lives in Mount Washington, apparently. Yeah, he's the king of. He's the king of the mountain. His name's Kevin. <laughs> Kevin Washington, king of the mountain. Kevin Washington. <laughs> no, I've already uh, thought about it. I, like, let me know what you think, anyone listening. I was thinking about. A, going back and putting fish oil in his engine. I was thinking about doing that. <laughs> Do you remember what his car looks like? I know where his house is. Oh, that was his house? Oh, so he's worried about you going to his property or whatever, but it's like not Oh, no, it. no. Like, it, his house is like the last house okay. of the street that butts up against the, the park. Okay. Yeah. Or Ernest Debs Park, well, I think Well, then fucking move out of the park. What? Yeah, you what, fucking you don't like it? it? You don't like it? You're like people hiking in the park and don't fucking live near a park, you dipshit. Yeah, I'm trying to think of a good, like, prank. Fish oil is always a good prank. Let's go pepper spray him. 
was thinking about like putting something weird on his balcony. A dead body? <laughs> a horse head? <laughs> As, yeah. I wasn't necessarily thinking something so brutal. I was thinking about something like maybe like, I don't know, a blow up doll or something or stupid. You can go kill a chicken, put it, make it look like it's witchcraft, scare the shit I can out of I go get him. some chicken wings, let them rot <laughs> in his mailbox. Yes. Dog feces? I have two dogs. Plenty of dog feces to give. Oh, man. Oh, the old poop in the bag. Yeah. Flaming poop in the bag. Amazon package. Oh, my God. Directed to Kevin Washington. Yeah, and ter- flaming poop in the bag. What, what was that? Billy Madison? They put they called it poop. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, like I said, uh, you know, it was I just wanted to share because, you know, it, it doesn't stop at just the bar. Yeah. Whenever nope. you're trying to do something. That shit follows you around, I'm man. I'm telling you, it's our first delivery and had to deal with fucking Kevin. Of course. Wait till we get back to work. Oh that's going to be that's going to be uh, adjustment, to say the least. I wanted to take this opportunity because I've never done this before. I want to interview you, Adele. Me? Oh, who? Me? Yes, you. Yes, you. Yeah, we. I've never like really got your humble beginnings like documented on this podcast before, as far as I know, unless I was in a blackout mode and did it in a unless frenzy we, of tequila. Unless we both were in a blackout mode, which is quite Could possible. <laughs> which is quite possible. What if? Yeah. What if this is just like some weird universal, like universe, like uh, what do you call that? Uh, Parallel universe. Yeah, and it already happened. It, I mean, that's a possibility, especially when there's mezcal or tequila involved. All right. Well, let's get to it, shall we? I'm sure Ooh. everyone wants to know about Adele. Who, I mean, me? I do. Yeah. I mean, it's weird because I feel like you know me so well. I know I do. But no one else does. It's true. I, am I not- only know you well. <laughs> Nobody knows you like I know Nobody you. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, no, but like I'm, I'm sure listeners. I mean, they've been hearing your voice for three years now. Let's hear oh, about. Let's hear crazy. about the real Adele. All right, Adele, you were born in April <laughs> of 1989. I'm 31 years old, five three. <laughs> we're the same height. Like we are the same. Uh, perceived differently though. People think you're shorter than I am. Motherfucker! What? I didn't know this. I think it's just you know. You just look littler than me. That's some bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. Well, you ha- you can put where your hair taller too. That's true. My hair is a lot taller. Yeah, but I'll work on that. Um, yeah, man. Like I've been bar. I don't even know fucking how long. Like eight, nine years, something like that. Uh, I started like every other got bartender. I lied about it, and then I got thrown behind the bar. And I my first bar job was at this like super fucking terrible like beer and wine only bar right next to a no alcohol strip club. <laughs> the full nude ones. Wait. So it was... Oh, so would people go from the strip club to go to your bar to get drinks? Yes, and get camera there to then go look at really young women to dance completely nude without drinking alcohol. It was... Was it owned by the same people that owned the strip club? They were brothers. So I think like daddy owned the entire strip. It's a shitty strip mall in the middle, but fuck nowhere. Right next to a military base. So I also got a lot of the um, the military kits that would oh come in. Oh my God. I'll, I'll tell you what. <laughs> but I mean, I was I had just turned 21. And it was like that taught me like that taught me a lot of things. And also taught me I don't know not to be so fucking naive about a lot of things. Like 
It was, oh, my universal tank top and booty shorts. That's so cute. No, that's terrible. Like, that's terrible for, like, there was nothing but men that would come in there. Wait, and, that was your uniform? Yes. Like a really skimpy little tank top and like really, really short shorts. And I thought, was, oh, that's good. It's what I wear anyways. Like, whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it, it's just in San Diego. So, I mean, it's just like, I learned a lot from that, like, as far as like boundaries and how people will take like advantage of you and how like gnarly people can be. And I think that that gave me a thicker skin as a bartender I would become later on. But I started there. Some fucking crazy stories from there. I mean, think about it. What was right next to a strip that served no alcohol. It was full nude. And they had a happy hour for like burgers and hot dogs. <laughs> so you, place, a dude. happy hour would be you pay the cover, you get a free burger and a, and a, or a free hot dog at like noon. It was fucking terrible. And then we served nothing but shitty beers and like a, a not soju, but like the... um. That like fake, like the mock alcohol, not mock alcohol, but like it has like low ABV, but you can make cocktails. Oh, with yeah, it. yeah, yeah. They do I margaritas. For- and yeah, stuff. yeah. I forget fucking what it was called. So the strippers would come there and like drink a ton of that to kind of get a buzz and then, you know, get naked and get so on- much sugar, right? Dude, just fucking gnarly. Did they ever strip at your bar? No, but they would come in and like drink a ton and then go and do that. Did you befriend all the strippers? No, not really. They were a little like off putish. Like they weren't there to hang out. And they had like a little click thing going on. Um, but it was just a fucking weird <laughs> thing. So then I uh, I moved to Orange County and I lived there for a few years. Then I went back to serving it in Barton for a while. But then I got another bartending job at this like really nice uh, Italian restaurant. Oh, no, sorry. Before that, I got a bartending job at this place. It was like a high-end steakhouse. And then at 10 p.m., everything shut like shut down. They turned everything out, like all the tables outside. And then they turned into a full-blown nightclub. Whoa. And I'm talking like bottle service, bottle service girls, like just, you know, the whole thing. And um, it wasn't doing very well, like for the restaurant. So they like hired me and they're like, have you ever bartended before? And I'm like, oh yeah, totally. I'm like, you know, super pro. I'm just like super pro at bartending. I mean, I did, but it was like a Fucking beer and beer wine. And wine. Yeah. But that being said, I did learn so much. that dynamic and the conversations and the dynamic between you and a guest as far as like what they expect from you as a bartender. So yeah, maybe I've never poured a fucking vodka soda in my life, but I did understand what being behind the bar was in the relationship. Which is probably yeah, way which more is valuable. Everything else you can fucking learn. So I remember the first time I went to go pour a drink and the bartender was like, is that how you normally hold bottles because I held it from like the body rather than the neck uh-huh. and I was like uh, uh. And she could tell I don't know what the fuck I was doing so she kind of like took me under her wing and she like taught me a bunch of shit and everybody there was really friendly and kind of taught me everything that like I needed to know it was a little bit patronizing like oh this young girl she doesn't know what the fuck she's doing but she's nice so we'll teach her kind of deal yeah you're passing right yeah, you're and passing then you the, know the, from the from grade. being in a club environment, you kind of learn high volume, you learn how to yell over, you know, so people can hear you, all these things. So then eventually I got a different job at like a more quote unquote craft cocktail bar. This is, this is like 2014. So like, oh my God, you make your own bitters. Wow. Oh no. You infuse strawberry with vodka. No. Whoa. <laughs> like this was above and beyond. Yeah, it was kind of like that. I mean, especially for Orange County. So that's where I worked for, uh, for a while. And that was more proper technique and whatever, more like a bar bar. And eventually I moved to LA and now I've been here bartending now for five years. So I would say... Is this the bulk of your bartending career, you'd say? I think so. I think if anything, 
I consider myself more of an LA bartender as far as like my style, my or I guess my skills. My skill sets comes truly from LA, and it's a big metropolitan city. So I think that speaks for itself. You know what I mean? Like rather well, than Orange County, which people were freaking out because of homemade bitters, or you know what I mean, a club like a service, like a bottle service type bar. Like, I've learned a lot, a lot more since I started bartending in LA. For so anyone who's listening who doesn't know how Adele and I know each other and how we started this whole thing is we met and started at a bar in Silver Lake the same exact day. Like, and we kind of hit it off as friends. Yeah. Basically instantly, right? Since we got hired the same day. we I moved there that same week, but I think you had only been in LA for like a month or two, like super, super early on when you moved here from Baltimore. And then we met. Hi, I'm Sean. And I'm like, oh, hi. <laughs> and then I was like, okay. What is it? Sparks flew. Yeah, Emotions spark, yeah. ran high. <laughs> yeah, we, we became friends really like naturally and yeah. like effortlessly. And um, I, I know like from our beginnings of working together at that bar from then to now, you me- like you mentioned how your bartending skills have like changed and adapted and stuff from working in Los Angeles. And like I've seen it, uh, you know, firsthand as well in you've really developed your own kind of style and your own, like, I don't like to say flair because that, like, is a different connotation for bartending, but... um, You don't want to talk about somersaults I do before I pour shots? (laughs) Yeah, she she does three cartwheels. And then do the splits, and then I pour the shots. (laughs) You should see it. It's really something. Uh, And then, uh, oh, and then she lifts her leg up real high. (laughs) Yep. And then I pour the shots with my mouth. Yeah, she puts the shot glasses on her foot. Yeah, and she... (laughs) It holds it up right straight up in the air <laughs> and then like puts her hand yep. up even higher and pours it's them great. straight. Yeah, she comes see me at my bar. It's oh, wait. Amazing. oh, wait. Oh, wait. You oh, wait. Can't. Sorry. You're never going to see that show. <laughs> uh, uh, but no, your your style has developed like amazingly. And um, the, your cocktails that you're doing at this this point are some of the best cocktails I think that are happening in the entire city. Oh, you're um, so sweet. What... What do you think is like the main drive for you in crafting cocktails and l- continuing learning? I mean, we could talk about the pandemic or like the lockdown, but I don't think that that's the huge influence for you. I think there's something else, some drive that's happening for you that is really, really, really cool. I mean, I take a lot of inspiration for people that I look up to, and you are definitely one of them. Oh. And all of a sudden, this episode turns into a dick-sucking co- like oh. contest between you and I and telling hey, each other how much we love each other. But hey, no, truly, like, dick. I remember when I met you, and I was like, oh, this girl is, like, so confident, and she's, like, so not afraid to think outside of the box, and she's doing some cool shit, and she's, like, whatever she's putting in front of you, she's proud of you. So regardless of how you feel about what she put in front of you, you already admire the fact that she's really proud of it. And that's fucking really cool. And that's like a lot of like confidence that I struggle with like channeling a lot of the times. But then when you're like, you're like, yeah, this is fucking great. Or like, we should do this. Or we should put this really weird thing in this cocktail. I'm like, you think so? Yeah, we should. And I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, fuck yeah. You're right. Let's fucking try it. Let's try it and see if it works out. So I think that like, getting like, you know, acquainted with you and like hanging out with you and like being BFFFFFFs <laughs> has really been really helpful for me to like stop being so insecure about trying out new things. And that's kind of like now that I know you and like I 
it's something that has helped me a lot. Now that's the kind of people that I gravitate to or the kind of people that I aspire to be like or the kind of people that I, I guess I follow or, or look up to. People that are really not afraid to doing something out of the box or sometimes just, just doing something that tastes good. Like being outside of the box, meaning not following trends. And I, whether that means you're fucking putting on nineties cocktail, fuck it. It's fucking delicious. <laughs> Drink it. You and know like, what I mean? And, like, and like how you feel. Yeah. How you feel about it. And and you're like, ah, like, oh, fuck it. This is what I feel like making right now. Yeah. This is fucking good. Like fucking drink it. You know what I mean? Like, so I think that's definitely like been a thing. And from, I guess, bouncing out from that now, like I really take, inspiration from food. Like I really like to bake. I really like to cook I re- and I love really bold flavors. So utilizing that, like what makes sense in my head as far as like food goes, like finding a way to translate that into a cocktail, even if it sounds weird. Like I'm like, no, let's fucking try if it. If I'll eat it, I'll fucking drink it. You know what I mean? So I Boom. take a lot of that's kind of like, okay, like this is really good that I'm eating. How can I make a cocktail version of this? You know what I mean? So that's kind of, but that comes from taking the confidence and like, this will be good. And I, that's something that I learned from you, you know what I mean? And, and people like you. So that's kind of where, where it comes from. Well, like you're, you're a trailblazer in your own way, you know? And like, I, I appreciate, you know, that, you know, comment. That's really sweet. And it kind of makes me want to cry. Uh, <laughs> we've been quarantined for too long. <laughs> Our emotions are already wild. We've been quarantined um, for too long. No, seriously. That was like the sweetest thing ever, Rodell. Thank you. I mean it. And thank you. <laughs> And, uh, um, but like, like I said, you're a trailblazer on your own and you know, I've, I love everything you do. I love everything you do. Like, and, um, you marry me. I know. Right. Okay. I'm already married. You're in the works of it. So dump our husbands. (laughs) Goodbye. Maybe they can make, they can marry a bottle of Tepatio tequila here. Maybe they can marry each other. (laughs) Oh my gosh. But yeah, like I, I've totally noticed you know, through the, all these years now, I feel like you're one of, you're definitely one of my longest term, like adult life friends and all these years, like the cocktails that you come up with and the ideas that you come up with and the, the development of drinks turn into like podcasts and all these different weird fucking crazy things that we do. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're, you're going to be a mentor to everyone someday. Yeah, you are, you are, you know, like you are, you are. If I we get to, bars back. Well, it, it might develop we differently. Will see. Yeah, you know? no, like, true. Who knows? Like who knows what's going to happen now, which is, I, I, I've been teaching these cocktail classes and one of my favorite things to talk about, and this kind of reflects back to like the essential thing too, is that cocktail history in the United States has morphed many times from many different like, situations one being like prohibition another one being world war one world war two uh the 90 you know or the 70s 80s 90s like there's been all these different like historic things that have happened in cocktail history that has i mean talk about like could you imagine prohibition and being (laughs) non-essential dude but we made it happen we're resilient creatures i mean fucking yeah the depression like oh my god like so many different things that have changed cocktails and like actually making cocktails like the recipes were changed the tools were changed different things were changed because of these historic moments and right now this pandemic you know a lot of people are talking about it in maybe a doom and gloom or a frustration or a political all these different fucking ways i'm talking about is like this is fucking crazy cool Mm -hmm. in a way like i and i don't want to say that in a way of um like you're glad this is happening right but it's a part of history that you can't deny, you know, and 
crazy cool things are probably going to come out of this. Yeah, I mean, definitely, like, as far as uh, social media being so important. And I actually talked, I went, um, our dear friend Rob Noyola, he had, like, a little Instagram live situation, like, interview-based, like, oh. situation. Shout out to Rob. Boom, boom, boom. Um, we talked about, he had me as a guest, which is really funny. He, we talked about, like, social media and what, and bartenders. And, and I was, you know, I am of the opinion that whether you like it or not, social media is now a very big tool for bartenders. Mm-hmm. And if that's a thing, like it's a tool that you should keep within you as much as knowing recipes from fucking, you know, Jerry Thomas's book. It's a tool that you're going to need as much as dry shaking because it's going to be a tool for your success, whether you're into it or not. You don't have to be a Bartashian, but you have to understand. <laughs> I heard that. You told me that the first time. I love that. <laughs> I love that. I love using that term. Bardashian. But, but you don't have to be a Bardashian, but you have to acknowledge the fact that it's a very useful tool. And I think that's very... Um, Evident with the pandemic because it's a tool that is allowing some bartenders to like kind of keep doing their own thing or whatever. And that's like, so that goes to show us the tools that we're going to need for shit like this. How are we going to be able to still exist or like have a, a, jo- a career really? You know, what tools are we going to need? And I think social media is definitely one of those. Yeah. I mean, it's it's cool stuff. Bartending yeah. is cool. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you can't deny it. It's, no. It's a cool, it's a cool gig. And, uh, and, it's people cool. miss us. You know what I mean? And the thing is, it's like people like now with the to-go cocktails or the fact that we don't have bars that you are forced to look up recipes if you if you don't know how to bartend and go and buy booze to do your own cocktails. Now you're starting, people are starting to realize that anybody can make a fucking cocktail. Yes, that's triggering. Sorry, bartenders. Anybody can make a fucking drink. Not everybody can bartend. So well, the people that the thing that people are missing right now are the interactions. Not the cocktails. You're mistaking if people just want to come see you because you make the best damn Negroni. No. People want to see you because of your personality. And that's what they're missing right now. Because they can get to the liquor store right now. It's three fucking ingredients and Negroni is not hard. You know what I mean? But a personality like yours, maybe not that easy to find. True words spoken right there. Like 100%. Anyone can make a cocktail. Not ev- anyone. Not everyone can bartend. Tequila. Um, that's a tequila. It's <laughs> uh, <so> a Tequila. <laughs> Hey, 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 dude! Do you think that this has magical powers for words? Maybe. Yeah, Maybe. it makes you. It makes you eat them. Don't, don't, don't. Yeah. So I want to emphasize too that you inspire me as much as I, Aww. you know, as much as you say that I inspire you. I Aww. mean, I, I, I can't ever see anyone through their own eyes, you know. But as far as you as my friend and you as my co-host and you as my business partner Aww. we play well together we do and let um, me cry yeah we're, we're and we also learned a lot with this podcast i feel like we learned like the interactions that come as friends and the interaction that comes as like essentially co-workers you know what i mean it's it's very different and i think throughout the years of making this podcast we've learned how to turn it up with friendship and then like Turn it up with like, okay, business time. And like, mm-hmm. how do we communicate in that way? And how do we like see eye to eye in that way? And we, we had to learn how to do that. You know what I mean? It's not always drinking tequila and complimenting each other. Yeah. Like today. <laughs> like hey, today. Hey, I like this. I like this. Um, yeah. I, I a hundred percent agree. We've, we've done a lot of work collectively together. I think so. Like hard work mentally, physically, we, we've tackled some of the fucking craziest projects. Yep. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even Looking at you, Shake Off. <laughs> yeah, Shake Off. 
<laughs> we don't know how we did it, but we fucking did it. It was great. It, it makes us stronger and it makes us better friends, better colleagues. I agree. Um, and fucking cheers, man. man. Cheers, Salute. man. Salute. Do you want to share? Do you have a story you want to share? Um, yes. Oh my God. I don't think I've actually shared this story on the podcast. Maybe I have. I, I want to hear it. I want to hear it. So talking about my first bartending gig that kind of like brought it back and I was like, fuck, I should say this story. Yes. Oh, I was bad. hoping it was going to so, be from the military like stripper bar. Well, I have two. So I'll give you the first one with context of how like shitty this bar was. This was the kind of bar that I would get a lot of um, underage military guys. But they will bribe the doorman to let them in. Oh, snap. And because I had no boundaries, I would just… I knew they were fucking young. They looked very young. They were all 18, 19. And I would let them do whatever because of bar, the the doorman already told them, yeah. Right? And- so I don't want to like be the bitch that puts a hand… So well, whatever, you know? And a lot of them were like kind of like just really annoying. Always get… Did did you know that legally it was your responsibility at that point that if you served So them, no, because nobody made me take the the star, star, the, star. the star training. It was just kind of like, oh, like, yeah, you're cute. You can come and work for us. But make sure you wear booty shorts and a tank top. And I was like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, I was okay, 21. I didn't fucking know better. So, well, no, I mean, like, that's, you know. We had $2 course light. You know what I mean? And people, all the men that would come in, they were usually either military young kids or uh, older dudes, and they will always like do the you do the quote unquote open tap with like a like a hundred dollar bill. Oh so yeah, you, you would, like, leave it cash on the bar. them out every time and get them the and change they leave every the time. Cash on the bar, and that's yeah, that's how they did it. I love that shit. I mean, yeah, but it's just like just give me your fucking card, bro. You whatever. I mean, I I didn't know better. So then there was a guy who came in all the fucking time, and I remember because I noticed him because an older gentleman, and he had a really cool Jeep. So I was like, oh man, I fucking love your Jeep, and like we always like talked about that, and he was like nice. A little raunchy, like he would say things like when I would pour beer and tur- turn to him, he like, oh, just stay like that. And I'm like, okay, that's kind of creepy. Oh. Whatever. But whatever, I just yeah. like, yeah, I giggle it away because I don't know how to fucking deal with that. So then, and that's about how you, that's how you learn. You learn how to have this making me uncomfortable and then you like kind of let it slide. But then as you get older, I'm like, why the fuck was I letting that slide? Well, you, but yeah, yeah, you, yeah, learn. you learn. So then. You learn um, how to like squash that right. real quick. So he will come in all the fucking time and then he would get pretty toasty and the younger girl would come in with him and they would get into this really heated conversation. Not arguments, just like conversations. And eventually they would kiss and that was fucking weird because she had to be like 29 or 30. This dude was like in his 50s. And then like um, one time she was in there, he was there telling me and he was like crying and he was telling me that his wife had terminal cancer and then she was in the in the hospital and she was like dying. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm Damn. so sorry. But in my head, I'm like, but you come in here with a young girl and you fucking make out with her. Like, what the fuck? I didn't say that. You know, it's yeah. just like, like what but the like, fuck? But you're like, you're a scumbag. But he was all hammered telling me everything. So he told me that he wanted to divorce his wife a long time ago, but then she got cancer. And now oh, he had the insurance, so he couldn't divorce her because she wouldn't have the treatment for it or wouldn't be able to pay for it. So he had to stay married with her and now he had to stay married her un- with her until she fucking died. Oh and my he resented God. her so fucking much for that and would have affairs with this younger lady at my bar. And it was just like the and heaviest. And to be like the and person like, when like he told me that this? I was like, why Why are you telling me this? And I swear to you, I couldn't fucking sleep for days because it gave me anxiety just to think about it. Do you it. remember how you responded to it? I was like, 
I am so sorry to hear that. That sounds like it's really hard. I'm sorry you're going through that. Like, it was just like, that sounds like it's really hard. But I, I just didn't know what to say, right? So just to give you a color, that's the type of bar this was. And a lot of my regulars had similar stories. It was just like that, like grunchy bar where people went to go do shady shit constantly. So one day, it's uh, New Year's Eve. And my family does a really big New Year's Eve, New Year's Day party. And it was the first year that I didn't go as an adult. I was 21. I didn't get to go because I was broke, whatever. You know, super young, kind of a loser. So and I couldn't go back home. <laughs> you so, were not a loser. I couldn't go back home. So I was like pretty <laughs> bummed about it. And then I was like, I don't think this bar is going to be busy. Who the fuck comes to a dive bar on New Year's Eve? This is terrible. So the owner was like, hey, uh, so... If you don't want to work here on New Year's, it's probably not going to be busy. You should go work next door. And I'm <gasps> like, he's trying to get you stripped. Well, I was just like, uh, I don't, I don't dance. He's like, oh no, no, you just be behind the bar. And I'm like, okay, cool, cool, cool. That sounds fucking great. And uh-huh. I was like, I don't make so much fucking money. It's gonna be fucking great. I didn't know they didn't serve alcohol. <gasps> so what's at the bar then? Fucking sodas. Like oh soft God. drinks and like microwave hot dogs. Oh my God. So I'm all excited because I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm going to make so much fucking money on New Year's. Like there's no way I'm not going to make money. It's going to be great. So I wear like a cute little black dress. It's New Year's. Why the fuck not? Dress it up, you know, whatever. So then I show up and then one of us is like, you're not going to wear that, are you? <gasps> and I'm like, what? And she's like, no, you have to wear a bathing suit. And I'm like, are you kidding I'm me? Like, uh, okay. So they take me back to the back. And this girl lends me a bathing suit. How do I not have herpes from it? I don't fucking know. <laughs> I take that back. That's mean. Oh my God. Well, so they, I mean, they make me wear a fucking bathing suit and I'm wearing heels. I was like, this is. You had a bartender in heels? Te- oh, yeah. Now, this is. For sodas? Yep. Terrible. So then I get behind the bar and I'm looking for the bottles and I, then I fucking hit them. I'm like, they don't fucking serve alcohol here. Because it's a full nudie bar. Yes. Oh my God. So there's snatch swinging around behind you. And I'm completely sober. And the men who are coming up to me are getting fucking sprites and to be completely sober to look at people's vaginas. They fully got fucking like little baby bottles they're putting in them. Probably. I don't know. And I'm there and I'm That's like. That's some bullshit. So fucking humiliated. And I don't know how to say no. I don't know how to be. Well, Fuck you. I'm leaving. You got to pay me more. Nothing. I don't know how to have those boundaries. And the owners were this very intimidating. They're really big, like Armenian dudes, like very intimidating, like just very like really big flashy cars, a lot of jewels, like that. Whatever you think a stereotype of a strip, strip club, club owner. owner would be, that's who they were. So that was kind of like intimidating for me. And the bouncers were kind of mean and all these things. And like these girls are like, I mean, full nude strip club. It's kind of, it's gnarly, it's dude. Gnarly. You get in your all fours, you spread your legs and men drinking Coca-Colas are staring down your snatch. It's <sighs> fucking something else. And I'm there just humiliated. And then like, I was like, what the fuck? And then eventually the bar closed. How much money did you make? I made 17 fucking dollars. $17? The girl that was, that was counting her money in front of me was complaining. She's like, oh fuck, I only made 700. And I was like, the stripper? Yes. And I didn't say anything. I was like, oh, whatever. And like, I just felt like a lump in my throat. Oh my God. So then, and I didn't have a car back then, right? I was I was like fucking 21. I have a car. Like I had a car, but like I sold it and I never got a new one and then whatever. So then I am fucking 
seventeen dollars in my pocket on New Year's Eve, and I clock out, and there's a voicemail, and it's a voicemail of all my family saying Happy New oh, Year, we miss you, blah blah blah, die. and I was like. <gasps> Fucking, I would start crying. I would the die. Fu- and I had to take out this fucking nasty ass bikini and give it back to the stripper. You're like, here's your bikini. So then I called one of my best <laughs> friends at that time and I was like, you can pick me up. So he picked me up. He was such a nice guy. He picked me up at four in the morning and I was like crying in the did car. Did you get a countdown at all? Huh? Was there like. They a- did. They got a countdown that just sprayed champagne what? corks into ladies' I say, asses. I was going to say, did they throw out uh, ping pong balls? <laughs> 10, <laughs> 9, 8, 7, 6. No. I just got fucking aggressively sprayed <laughs> naked ladies on their titties and buttholes oh, with champagne while I'm there crying in the background. And then my friend picked me up. So wait, they were allowed to have champagne on the thing and they, they couldn't even give you a bottle of champagne? Right. That ain't right. Terrible. Assholes. Like I said, I had no fucking boundaries back then. And then my friend no, picked me it, up. it didn't matter about I just boundaries. Didn't know you just better. gotta do it. Yeah, you gotta do what you gotta do. So then for $17, that's terrible. Man, that's but rough. But then- uh, They pay you a shift pay? I don't remember. It was so long ago. I don't but remember. But you're like, I know that. The- but I know it wasn't $700. I'll tell you what. I would be pissed. And then uh, my friend came and picked me up. And he's like, you want a burrito? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I want I a burrito. Up burrito. And I ate it while I was crying. And I felt better. But oh. it, was, it just fucking sucked. And I think, like I said, you have, you don't have to. But those are the types of things that happen where you develop boundaries. And you kind of say like, no, I'm sorry. Me and a bikini is worth a little bit more than $17. Yeah, dude. It's worth $19. <laughs> Silver lining. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's when you say, like, no, like, I'm already, like, not at You home. need to add a zero on there. Yeah. I mean, two, for three, New Year's zeros. Eve, like, need, no, man. You need like, two zeros on like, whatever. It's, it's, it's like, that's, a, that's like a money-making shift. You know what I mean? And it's like, I also wasn't at home where I really wanted to be. They and totally took advantage of you. 100, 100%. And that's that's something that Bar taught me that, you know, I carry on with me. Well, I hope that all the time. I hope that their business practices didn't follow them. I mean, I'm convinced it was like a, like a laundry, like a money launder situation. Oh, they're just doing laundry back I there? mean… <laughs> <laughs> Dude, all the bikini laundry. operated laundry. Hopefully they but, laundried that bikini they gave you. But I did get to teach some of those strippers and they're really interesting people. All very young. They were all like 18. I love strippers, man. Yeah, they're all fucking crazy stories. Yeah, dude. So that was cool. But other than that, it was just like, this is literally the worst night of my life. That being said, like I said, you learn boundaries from that. Yeah, every every little element of life is a learning experience. Yeah. And it's like, it's... You know, you can look back at things as being like, oh, that wasn't the best thing. But you can also look at them as being like, dude, if I didn't do that yeah, fucking hard I would have never learned it, yeah. Then I wouldn't be doing the things I'm doing now. I saw a meme because that's all I do in this pandemic. Just look at fucking <laughs> meme. memes. Or not a meme, but one of those like, you know, when people post shit on Twitter, people repost them because it's like whatever. You know what I mean? Like, like if you say something really powerful, people will… Repost like yeah. your whatever the fuck. Yeah, and it goes on Reddit and goes on all the different Yeah, platforms. but it says something around like if you think of your, of your past and you don't cringe, that means you haven't grown. And I'm like, oh, that is I so fucking that. true. I cringe at my past constantly. Oh, I do. I'm like, <laughs> fuck, that was so stupid. I'm like, I'm such an idiot. <laughs> like no. yesterday, I'm like, God, oh, I'm an idiot. Oh. But I thought it was really cool. And I was like, oh, that's, that's, yeah. Yeah. I love that scene. Yeah. That that totally validates a lot of my life. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, I got a new game. You do? Yeah, dude. Is I, it all the time you've had in this pandemic? Well, it it's actually not a new game. 
It's called Choose Once. Oh, uh, oh, I'm familiar. <laughs> so, so I kind of lied a little bit. It's not a new game, but it's new questions. Pandemic okay. style. Okay, let's do it. Yeah. Um, and so any listener that doesn't know, we, we play games. And this one's With called, your mind. Yeah. And your vagina. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Leave it up to your imagination. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, no one said this is a family show. Nope. Adele said it was, nope. but I was like, Adele. I was <laughs> lying because like I said, we play tricks with your mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so choose ones. Basically, it's a very easy game. We say two things and you choose one. And how we're going to play this really great, amazing quarantine pandemic version of choose ones. We're going to, I'm going to ask them half of them and Adele's going to ask the other half. Oh, yeah. Sounds okay. good. All right, here we go. Choose ones, Adele. Mask or bandana? Mask. Safer. Okay, fair. Plastic or plastic? Because there's uh, no paper anymore. Plastic. Okay, got it. Uh, sanitizer or bleach? Uh, sanitizer. Well, sanitizer. Bleach Bleach makes things more white. Yeah, but sanitizer has aloe vera, so it makes your hands nice. Oh, yeah, bleach on your hands is yeah, a little bad. a terrible idea. <laughs> it's like bartending. Start drinking at 5 p.m. or stop drinking at 5 p.m.? Start at 5 because if I start earlier, I'm not stopping at 5. I'm going... The entire day. Yeah. So start at 5 p.m. Yeah. and at 5 a.m. Maybe. Start at 5 p.m. Stop whenever I go to bed. <laughs> I love it. Banana. Oh, this is a total Adele question. Banana bread or sourdough bread? Ooh, banana bread. I like sweets. So I've been making a lot of banana bread. <laughs> oh, dude. I've been baking so much. If if no one has a friend of a, that's a baker, you need to make a friend a baker <laughs> because you get the best deliveries. Well, my fiance doesn't eat sweets. So I'm like, I have a tray of 24 cookies or a giant pie or like a bunch. Of, I have to give these away. Otherwise, Adele made me these gluten-free cookies. Oh, yeah. I know it's like, okay, I'm being a Karen again. God, <laughs> I am the Karen. Jesus. No, but uh, for all honesty, my doctor put me on a strict diet say no dairy, no gluten, and no sugar, which is like, I know, fucking ridiculous. But at the time, it was necessary. So I had to do this fucking crazy diet. And Adele shows up with an entire bag of gluten-free cookies. <laughs> and like, uh, I, there was animal cracker there was, uh, what was the like other one? coconut chocolate coconut one. Coconut chocolate, which was like, oh, the best fucking thing. And I'll tell you what, if you have to do gluten-free now or a portion of the time or forever, like, hit up Modell. <laughs> <laughs> because those cookies were some of the best fucking cookies I've ever had. And thank God now I'm, I'm back on the gluten. So <laughs> I, I feel good again. Thank God for gluten. Thank God for gluten. Although I think maybe there was like some positive outcome of that anyways um all right so choose one sunday fun day or what is today what is today new hobby or old habit old habits always okay so now i'm gonna ask you old projects or old-fashioned <laughs> old-fashioned <laughs> dust off your shelves or dust off your bottles dust off my shelves because my bottles are pristine, baby. Yeah, they are. They're, you have such a nice bar. Roselle day, <laughs> Roselle day, or yes, <laughs> yes. Claw biting citizen or sober Sally? Oh my God, claw biting citizen. Yeah. Claw. Uh, Why claw? claw. <laughs> home workout or work from home? Home workout, hundred percent. 
box wine or to go cocktails? Oh, snap. Oh, that's a toughie. That's a toughie. Um, I love to slap in the bag, but I'm going <laughs> to, if I get access to a nice to go cocktail. cocktail, I'm going to take the to go cocktail, especially from a bar and a bartender and like us, cocktails, a podcast. Yeah. Party pugs. <laughs> party pugs. On the phone with EDD or your stimulus check lost in the mail. Oh, fucking hell. I'm sure a lot of people can relate to this one right oh, now. Oh, my God. I think I would choose my stimulus lost in the mail. I can't sit on the phone with EDD. Hell yeah, no. Dude, fuck. That's too much. It's, I, I've heard some horror stories recently. Yeah, because you never know if there's going to be a resolution. Yeah. At Plus least- also like the system is so impacted with so many people collectively that it's just a little scary. Yeah, I don't know. Neither one is a neither one's a great that sounds terrible situation. But yeah, I think I would rather the like if I never get the stimulus that's signed by the orange man, <laughs> then uh, I think I could. That's at, at least a resolution. Oh, it reminded me of my friend that I used to work with. Uh, hopefully, we'll work with again soon. He made a a white Russian, just like the cocktail, and then he put like an orange twist on top, and he called it the. The Donald Trump. Oh my God. <laughs> Genius. I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> I was like, ha ha ha. <laughs> the orange one. Yeah, oh, shit. Yeah, fucking gross. funny. So, oh, sorry. Anyone who likes him, you're, you do you. You're entitled to do so. And we're entitled to not do so. Yeah. And we have a microphone. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, okay. I'm going to close the floor with this question. If you had any advice, for an up-and-coming bartender that might start in similar setting as you did, what advice would you give them? I would say sharpen up your skills and then that's going to give you the the confidence to have boundaries. Because I think not having boundaries comes from not feeling good enough and, and being in a place of like, I'm just happy to be here. But if you work on your skills and you you create confidence behind them, you can be like, Fuck no, I'm not putting on a fucking bathing suit. What the fuck's wrong with you? And you can say that with confidence because you feel valuable. I think uh, find the value within your skills and then have boundaries. And if you want to bartend in a swimsuit, they're, they're also, on. Also, dude, if you want to fucking wear booty shoes and a tank top, fucking do it. Yeah. Like, if you want to if you want to strip, if you want to get behind the bar in a bikini, fucking do it. But make sure that's exactly what you want to do and not you're not doing it just to, because you don't know how to say no. Right. Yeah. Yeah, because... Uh, everyone has like a different like mentality and, and viewpoint of like where they want to be in their careers. And sometimes it's fun to fucking bartend in some booty shorts and fuck a yeah. swimsuit. And, Dude, uh, fuck yeah. But if that's not what you want to do. I've done a bikini car wash before. Listen, just make sure that whatever shit. you're doing is because you want to be doing, not because you don't feel good enough to be doing something Or you're being else. intimidated by like a big uh, jerk face. You're, you're being intimidated into doing it. Just make sure that and if that means, if that comes in the form of like getting better, then fucking get better so you can get the confidence to say like, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm better than that. You know what I mean? I want to ask one more question. I thought I was going to close there. Okay. But I just thought of one more cl- okay. question. Because I don't know this. If off the top of my head. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Nine inches. Why did, why did you decide to start bartending? Um, good question. I think uh, it was a natural transition because I've been in the service industry for a while like throughout my uh, teenage years and then in my adult years and then um I always bought like bartending was really good but I always had this sense of like when I looked at bartenders versus me as a server 
it was like people treat you differently because I feel like there's a different power move when people have to come up to you to get a drink versus I am coming up to you to get a drink order. You know what I mean? There's a difference. So I was really like thought that was cool. And I always really enjoyed how bartenders had this like almost like freedom to kind of be themselves, like maybe a little sassy, maybe a little like whatever. And I was that was really cool. And I, again, I guess it came from a yearning for that, those boundaries. So like being able to be sassy and like whatever, you know what I mean? Like, so I think that's just what, be comfortable, be in, comfortable your in your skin. Exactly. And, you and now in retrospect, thinking about what I looked at is because all the bartenders that I worked with are older. So they had that experience to be able to be that. So I think that's, I just looked up to that a lot, but then also like, I feel like my love language is like, like, low, like doing things for people, like like cooking for people, or like creating something that people really enjoy, or like gift giving. So I feel like making cocktails that people really love. When you give them a cocktail, like I want something with gin and a little bit citrusy, whatever the fuck it is, and you give them the, oh my gosh, it's so that good. Makes happy. That makes me really fucking happy. And I was like, oh, this is how this is what it feels like when I cook dinner for somebody or whatever. You know what I mean? And I think that that's what like first it was like the the confidence of being a bartender that drew me to it. And then the reward of making people happy that made me stay for yeah. so long. That's awesome. I love it. I'm, I feel like now people want to be a bartender. I feel like I ended up being a bartender, which I feel really lucky that I did. Yeah. Cause oh. now I, cause now I don't know what the fuck I'd be doing. I'm like, I know now that we don't aren't behind the bars now everyone's thinking, well, shit, what else? What, what else? The fuck we am do? I with a retail? Yeah. Fuck you. Oh man. That sounds terrible. I don't know how to fold a short shirt. <laughs> I try to fold my clothes all the time and I'm like, I can't do it. You should look at my underwear door. It's a mess. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, you know what, Adele? This has been this might be my favorite episode of all time. This was fun. Yeah, dude. Wow. I know. This was good. COVID-19. Eh, 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 eh. Eh. Yeah. And like anyone who, you know, anyone who is feeling kind of bummed out in, or like getting, everything's getting too gnarly or like there's this in your face and that in your face and like, like, you know, take a, take a breath. Yeah. And like find something that it makes you smile. Yeah, if that comes in the form of getting off social media for a little bit, then fucking do it. I highly... Okay, this is totally going to be a plug on my end. Yeah. But I, I got to fucking plug it because it's been like sustaining my happiness and my peace of mind is um, on Instagram. Uh, there is a dance class from Ryan Heffington. Ooh. Um, who, if you don't know who Ryan Heffington is, um, he is like LA's premier choreographer for like the Sia videos and like all these great like uh, music videos and like commercials and all these amazing great things and the the man has uh this Tuesday let's see Tuesday Thursday and Saturday he teaches a free dance class on Instagram live and it's all levels and it's just gets you moving and I swear to god you cannot and the dance class without just a full smile on your face. I love that. It's the best, best thing ever. And whether you dance or not, it's for anybody. And so I, suge- I, I suggest that. that. I want to actually, now you reminded me, and I thought about this earlier and I totally fucking forgot because tequila. But um, I remember, I don't know if you remember, I was in this bartender boxing program that obviously got cut short because of COVID. And I think, uh, yeah, obvi- I, I think you're in LA. For those non-Angelinos, we're doing no concerts, no sporting events till the end of the year. So there's no more big gatherings in this city 
for a long time. So obviously, bartender boxing is not going to happen. And uh, they had to cut because the gym's closed. They also cut, cut our training our training short. It's a really big bummer because I was getting super into it. It, it was just kind of taking over my life in the best way possible. It was a really incredible um, experience. But now they're doing workouts um, every day at 10 a.m. on their bartender boxing uh, LA or IG live. You can look it up there. Not all of them are bo- like, there's a bunch of boxing like drills, exercises that are great. Even if you're not, not a boxer, it's just like a great workout, but they'll do like yoga and like full body weight classes, whatever. But I got to say that like working out every morning on a specific time, like I'm not even like an athlete or like person that likes to work out in general, but like just having some type of structure and like coming in the form of sweating and creating endorphins for your body like really helps you to keep your fucking shit together. Dude, so much. Because I don't know what I would do if I didn't have to like be up at 10 a.m. to do this workout and it's like a scheduled thing. I... Yeah, it keeps, yeah. You, keeps you on your schedules. It really does. And that, that's that's and, really, really mean. And even if it's like the only thing you do in a day. You did something. You did something. You did something. Yeah. No, it was five it. o'clock. So let's fucking drink. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Five <laughs> o'clock somewhere, right? Exactly. Ayo. Um, yeah. So, and uh, you know, you look great, Adele. And you look great, Shauna. Oh, thank oh. you. And uh, major plug, if you want to get a cocktail pack from us. Yes. Adele and myself, go to TalkTalesThePodcast.com backslash cocktails and there's some instructions on there about how to order the packs because guess what they're not really really we don't have a liquor license <laughs> uh, uh, sh- so we um, don't we don't have a schmicker schmicker <laughs> and um and so we we have a system of donation set up so if you would like to do a generous donation uh, we have suggestion suggestions for donation on our website. That's not saying you have to do those donations. Do Any donations are are accepted and welcome, and we thank you for them. Just in your order, email us, and we will get you your party pack. Yeah, there's cocktails, there's jello shots, there's sandwiches, there's pies, slices of pies. So have a picnic. You might get a nice booze. little like dance upon delivery. Yep. I don't know. Who knows? Anything's yeah. possible. Yeah. With this podcast, who knows? And shout out to our friend Leandro from uh, Educated Barfly who did a little a little um, box or what do you call it? unboxing unboxing unboxing, which is really tight, and we appreciate the support. Thank yeah. you, Leandro. We love you. Yeah, Educated Barfly is amazing. Um, that team over there, they've been super supportive of our podcast. Yeah, Leandro's basically a Bardashian now. It's pretty he great. He is a Bardashian. It's pretty great. Oh my gosh. <laughs> He's got that booty. Yeah, he has a booty. <laughs> I'm just joking, Leandro. You don't. We love you. You have a nice, tight ass. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding, Leandro. Maybe I should have done that. Stop sexualizing <laughs> our friend, please. I don't know. I don't know what you say about somebody's butt. I don't know. Like, is is it saying anything about somebody's butt appropriate ever? No. Is there a way to appropriately say that somebody has a nice butt? Hey, man. Nice gluteus maximus. Hey, man. Nice glutes. Nice butt. <laughs> <laughs> um, don't trick a drive don't do it no seriously don't and uh, this is for people intended for people 21 and older yes no children yeah if you're listening podcast. to this podcast what are you doing this is not a family podcast dude you gotta play don't you have Animal Crossing don't you have a TV or a screen to look at <laughs> go watch fucking what do kids watch these days who knows um, Animal Planet Animal no oh it's Shark Week is that Animal Planet 
don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> uh, all right, everyone, go out there, make shit happen. Um, yeah, guys, this, be this, safe. This will be over soon. Ish, yeah, hopefully. Be safe. Be safe. Kick ass. Take names. And let's go around on this thing with a cheer. With a fucking cheer. Salute. Cocktail. 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 Cocktail.